It's time for an extended Vent News update. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know, Marcus... You must get bent. Boy, we got a lot to get bent over this week on the update. (laughs) The internet is getting bent on our first story for sure. (laughs) It's the nominees of the 2023 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being unleashed unexpectedly this week. The day after they released their brand new mission statement... It's an interesting list. It's much different than what they've released in years past. I like it. I like it, too. You know what it looks like to me, and I think I texted this to you, it looks like they're listening to the fans. Let's just look at who is up for nomination. Kate Bush, a year after her Stranger Things pop queen kiss that she's enjoyed, is finally nominated. Her style and what she did in the 80s really influenced women moving forward. It showed them you could take music to next levels and do all sorts of things. And she really was a power influence on women. Going alphabetically, next is Cheryl Crow, a great solo artist. She was a side player before that and has given herself quite a career. Very talented musician as well and somebody who's been an influence on younger women as well. So we will see where it goes with her. She's written some pretty great songs. Missy Elliott representing, and many say that it is way overdue to see her nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm one of them, hands up on that. I think Missy Elliott is a powerhouse musician, and again, talk about somebody who has uh, helped change the genre of music and maybe even the direction of pop music in some ways. Missy Elliott comes to mind for sure. Women have been uh, empowered by her in pop music as well moving forward. I like to get to know ya so I can show ya. Put the pussy on ya like I told ya. Give me all your numbers so I can phone ya. Your girl act the same thing, call me over. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa. Call before you come, I need to shave my chocha. You do what you don't know, you will or won't ya. Go downtown and eat it like a vulture. See my hips and my tips so cha. See my ass and my lips don't cha. The nomination of Iron Maiden is way overdue. The Hall's prejudice against metal has been well documented. But it's about time, goddammit. Iron Maiden nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Up the motherfucking irons. They fucking better be in. Joy Division and New Order. Looks like the Hall got it right on that one. You can't really put in one without the symbiotic other. Absolutely, and Joy Division's music inspired alternative music completely moving forward. They are one of those post-punk bands that changed the direction of alternative music single-handedly. And then after Ian Curtis completed suicide, the rest of the band moved forward as New Order. And their music also helped change the direction of the alternative rock in the 80s as well. So after they changed things, they changed and changed things again. Yep. Good to see it. 
She's so unusual, Marcus. Cindy Lauper gets the nod this year. She's another one of the great women who has influenced so many young girls, young women, and empowered them. And her music was always fun to listen to. The beats, the music was always wonderful. Love Cindy Lauper. I think she for sure should be in. The great George Michael nominated this year as a solo artist. I can see where people would get their panties in a bundle all over this one, but the dude changed pop culture in very many ways. And I know we keep using that phrase. I mean, tons of hits. And he started in the 80s alternative scene when Wham! was more of an alternative rap band and did the Wham! rap stuff. And then they moved more into the pop and alternative pop as they evolved as songwriters in a team. And then he had a wonderful solo career. So, yes, as a pop artist, he deserves to be considered. I think a lot of people on this list are brought in under the umbrella of the redefining of the mission statement, which we'll discuss in a bit. But it's hard for me to believe that Willie Nelson has never been nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before. He damn well better get in on that first fucking ballot. Little things I should have said and done. I just never took the time. But you were always on my You said it. I do not need to repeat my sentiments as they are the same. Willie Nelson. Well, it's for Willie. Yeah. Let me spark this up, man. For Willie, man. Rage Against the Machine, their debut album alone is historic and game-changing nature. We've talked about it. I would say this may not be the first ballot kind of band, but they're going to get in someday, as will Soundgarden. Will that be out of the gate? I agree with you 100% about Rage. I don't know if they'll get in this year. They should get in at some point, without a doubt. Music changed after them. Their debut album, like you said, incredible. Soundgarden, for as much as I love them, I don't know if they will get in this year. I love this band so much, but... Maybe next year, maybe the year after. and You know, you scared me for a second there. That's the most pregnant fucking pause in the history of this podcast. And I thought you were going to say that you didn't think they would ever get in. And I was going to say, wait a minute. No way. (laughs) No way. They should be in, but I don't know if they should be in this year. For contrast, Marcus, next on the list is the Spinners. So So cool. So good to see them getting recognized by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I agree, and they were a powerhouse of hits in the 70s into the early 80s, just singing great songs, beautiful songs, and one of the bands that I loved hearing on the radio as a child as well, and a band that I get still get excited to hear when they come on, a worthy R&B band. Then you have a tribe called Quest, and... Wait a minute, shouldn't they be in the A position as a tribe called Quest? I'm just being a nitpicker, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, they, <laughs> they actually maybe should be, and... 
That's something we'll have to call the grammar department about. Yeah, we'll call the grammar department at the Grammy department. Hey, what's going on over there? Lots of hits, hip-hop band that influenced so much R&B and soul and pop moving forward. I like this band a lot. I would be stoked to see them get into the Hall of Fame, if not this year, maybe next year. And then you have the White Stripes, which I think at some point Jack White will get in. I do not think this is the year. Um, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. They nominated the White Stripes. Yeah. I They're do, not going to yeah, fuck no, that and just put Jack. But I, I think you're right. I don't think it's this year, even though his genius uh, is uh, first ballot material. There are a lot of people out there that don't fully get Jack White and the White Stripes yet. And I, I know, think... and I don't get that. And of course, Z is at the end of the alphabet. And of course, fans of this guy never thought we'd ever see his name on this fucking list anytime ever. The great Warren Zevon is nominated to be a member the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I can't tell you how much joy it gives me to say those words. You and so many other people, Ray, it is about time. Warren Zevon should have been nominated a long time ago. He is a genius. He is hilarious. His music is fantastic. And we will definitely be doing an episode on Warren Zevon in the near future. The phony process of fan voting at rockhall.com has already begun through April 28th. I don't think it matters one little bit, Marcus, when it all boils down to it. All the fan votes are like one vote on the thousand-person committee. I still think that Warren Zevon's going to clean house in the fan vote. I think he is going to wipe the floor with everybody else. And that's not a knock on any of the other nominees. I just think the Warren Zevon base is going to be so fired up and so stoked. He is going to win the fan vote bigly. And the sidebar, which actually came out just a few hours before they released this year's nominees, is the story about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame redefining its mission statement. And this little clip from it pretty much says it all. Quote, from its inception, rock and roll has had deep roots in rhythm and blues and country music. It is not defined by any one genre, rather a sound that moves youth culture. And that's where the big umbrella comes from. And that should hopefully silence and solve it when it all flows from the same sources going all the way back. And I think it's great that they're doing this. It resolves the issue for a lot of people. I think it will. But it is a change in direction slightly. Still, we can't wait to hear that Dolly Parton rock and roll record, Marcus, right? I know. And I'm glad that her uh, nomination inspired her to do a rock and roll record. And we know Stevie Nicks is involved in it in some way, shape, or form because they were seen in a studio together. So, And also, I think a lot of people who lose their minds over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations seem to forget that rock and roll is the mutt of all of the styles of music that preceded it. After you see the list, go look back at everybody's history and see what they've done and see how they've impacted the music and then make your decision based on that. Go listen to some of their tunes. Some of those people will lose their interest and or energy for the whole thing once they start digging in and find out that this guy actually liked that guy and this one liked that one and it goes back to this and that all those cross things that you just kind of 
mentioned there all exist and are real. So everybody take a deep breath. And let's move on with this Bent News update now that we've beaten the rock all to death, Marcus. Taking a deep breath, it's a report from Ozzy Osbourne coming from the Department of Obvious Things Department. We knew that Ozzy really hadn't been very mobile since his spinal surgery, but now he's made it official. No more tours. No kidding. Sad about this, but we knew this was going to come at some point. And after having emergency major back surgery recently and whatever else has been done to him. It's three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy, and cybernics. And he's he's tired. And he's 74. And he's getting the best medical care possible, and it's still not making a difference in his recovery as far as being able to perform live. So, you got to remember, Marcus, when you go see Ozzy, he doesn't give half ass performances. He's never going to be the guy standing at the mic smoking a cigarette in a silk jacket. He's always got to be the Blizzard of Oz at full tilt, or he doesn't do it. Tell you who almost needed full major medical treatment last week. Who? Sir Paul McCartney. Now check this out. We'll put a link to the video on our episode. So he was in the neighborhood of Abbey Road and decided to do a little, you know, mock little dance across the zebra crossing, the famous crossing on Abbey Road, right? And somebody almost hit him with their car. There's video of it out there. And he kind of mocked like, oh, they hit me. But we came way too close, in my opinion. Absolutely. That video is crazy. And the fact that they have cameras everywhere in London is why we have that video. (laughs) Well, that's the most videoed crossing. I think they have cameras from like three different angles running 24 hours a day partially because you know it's that crossing but partially for safety too i'm sure that that fellow in the blue prius will be hearing from the authorities <laughs> jane's addiction has made it semi-official they have recruited josh klinghoffer to be their guitar player as dave navarro continues to struggle with health issues yeah he's suffering from long covid health issues yeah. and cannot get better And to play live for 90 minutes, two hours a night, you need to be in super excellent shape. And he believes in giving a performance at a certain level, and he will not perform if he can't perform at the level that he feels he should be at. And they've got a great replacement. Josh Klinghoffer is a fantastic guitarist. He's played with so many people that we all know and love. Good guy, too. So All our best in Navarro. Get better, man. Just take your time. Jethro Tull set to release their 23rd studio album called Rockflot. I think that's how you say it. It's got umlaut, so I always get fucked up by that. Uh, the new single, a video for it's out there. It's called Genunga Gap. Yeah, Genunga Gap is what it Genunga looks Gap. like. Genunga Gap. If you know the correct pronunciation, email it to us at imbalancehistory at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Out April 21st, look for the new album from Tull, and tracks are out there right now. Holy shit. That name's crazy. Sending love and hugs to the other side of the globe to our friends and artists in New Zealand. A number of tours down under had to be canceled and postponed because of the serious rain and weather they've had down there. ZZ Top, Elton John, and Hailstorm, and others have had to cancel dates. We just want you to know down there in the Auckland area that we got your back here on the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. Marcus, 
I'm sure you have a copy of Dance Craze, a documentary film about the two-tone era of English rock and roll somewhere in your boxes of stuff, right? I do. I have the VHS copy. I haven't watched it in decades because I haven't had it. Because you don't have a VHS player. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? Guess what? Here's the good what? news. It's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray for everybody who has modern viewing technology. I know I'm going to be getting a copy of this because Kim, this concert is fantastic. I remember watching it as a kid in the 80s, seeing it on late night TV, watching it on VHS between me and my friends because it was one of those that we really, really uh, loved. And it's got 27 songs, bands like The Body Snatchers, The English Beat, The Specials, Madness. It's some of the best two-tone and ska music of that period in its early phases. And the expanded deluxe edition of the soundtrack has three CDs instead of just 14 songs. Good stuff for those of us who are from the two-tone generation. It's the imbalanced history of rock and roll's bent news update. Man, you know, there's a lot of tours going on, a lot of tour talk lately. Um, this week, the big story was that Elton John's farewell tour has become the highest-earning tour of all time, according to Billboard. Well, I'm not surprised. It's been going on for quite a while. I mean, he could actually tour with Kiss and Motley Crue at the length of this uh, farewell oh tour. Oh, my God. Anything could happen because but, he keeps adding dates. It's technically still going on, right? Heck yeah, and, and it shows you that for as much as it's hard on you as you get older, the dude. Did you say hard on? I said hard on. As it gets harder to tour as you get older, he still is having fun playing, and he still gets that thrill and that adrenaline rush, and he can still perform at a level that he believes he should perform at. So I guess it's going to be a longer farewell tour, and I hope he comes back to Philly. Elton becomes the first musician ever to earn over $800 million from a tour. So many tours being announced, Marcus. Like, just this week, I heard about Robert Plant and Alison Krauss going out. Godsmack. And more dates for the foos, right? Yeah, they're hitting the European Union. Nickelback's going on the road. Billy Idol. He and Stevie Stevens are going to be shredding. Yep. Kansas at 50 years. We know Shinedown that? is on the road. Stevie Nicks is going back out. Alice. Just announced Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie together. Sweet. Heck yeah. Ario Speedwagon, Billy Gibbons Band, Brian Adams and Joan Jett are hitting the road together. So we're going to have some so many. fun shows this year. And as the beat goes on here on the Bent News Update, sadly, we have to talk about some people that we lost this week and a couple that really impact rock and roll history. First, when I heard Barrett Strong had died, I just thought of the Beatles version of Money. Great song. So many great songs from Barrett Strong. Great voice, too. His influence on Smokey Robinson and the Motown sound will never be forgotten. And it's sad that we keep losing these incredible icons. Another great musician we lost this week, television frontman Tom Verlaine, passed away at the age of 73 after a short illness. 
It was confirmed by Patti Smith's daughter, Jesse Paris Smith, who says he died peacefully in New York City, surrounded by close friends. His vision and his imagination will be missed. I'm gutted by this because television, Marquee Moon, was such an important album to me. If you have never heard Marquee Moon, we both highly recommend you listen to it front to back. It is one of those albums that completely changed the direction of alternative music in the 70s. Just remember, kids, television, the guys from that band, built the stage at CBGB at the beginning. And from the beginning, Patti Smith was part of that scene, and she and Verlaine were pretty close, Marcus. She said, we could have easily sauntered into the same Wawa on the Wilmington, South Jersey border in search of Yoo-Hoo or Tasty Cakes, but we didn't meet till 73 on East 10th Street across from St. Mark's Church, where he stopped me and said, you're Smith. He had long hair, and we clocked each other, both echoing the future, both wearing clothes they didn't wear anymore, and I noticed that the way his arms hung, and he was equally long, beautiful hands, and then we went our separate ways. That was until Easter night, April 14, 1974. Lenny Kay and I took a rare taxi ride from the Ziegfeld Theater after seeing the premiere of Ladies and Gentlemen, The Rolling Stones, straight down to the Bowery to see this new band called Television. You see the connections. And it's deeply personal for everybody who was part of that scene. Also passing this week, Charlie Thomas of the Drifters. He was part of the second version of the Drifters, the ones who really went on to have great commercial success. And I don't have all the details. It's just a sad loss at the end of a bunch of sad losses this week in rock and roll. Charlie Thomas of the Drifters. And here's another passing in pop culture that we can't let go unmentioned. Cindy Williams, the Shirley in Laverne and Shirley, passed away at the age of 75. And I remember watching Laverne and Shirley as a kid and loved that show. It was so smart and so funny, and it was well-written. The physical comedy, too, was really important in that show and in comedy moving forward as far as TV goes. Part of the Happy Days television tree. Cindy Williams, funny lady, gone at 75. Well, we released the Bent News update on Friday's Marcus, and today, being February 3rd, it is the 64th anniversary of the day music died. Check wherever you get your podcasts, or just go to our social media for links directly to our episode about the day we lost Buddy, the Bopper, and Richie. Marcus, I know you've been hard at work at your digital workstation because this week's episode of the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll is a huge one. Yeah, this Monday we have the story of Fleetwood Mac coming out. It's an overview of the long, rich history of a band that made a huge impact on rock and roll in the 60s, 70s. 80s, 90s, and even today. Their music is forever, man. And we try to follow the whole story with all the changes and stuff as it goes on their way to Lindsay and Stevie joining and beyond. It's kind of fun. And it drops on Monday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's going to do it for this extended Bent News update. I'm tired. I'm also Ray Coob. I'm also Marcus Goldman and not so tired. And when you need to know, get burned. Burned. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 